Welcome to Plug and Missing, the Flash Animation Flashback Podcast, where we watch the Flash animations, webtoons, and shorts that we grew up watching in the halcyon days of yore, the early 2000s. I'm Paul Reberg, and with me is my co-host... John Ward. All right, well, we are wrapping up our first season focused on Homestar Runner. John, what exactly are we looking at today? Today we're watching Strong Bad Email number 99, Different Town, published May, February, uh, Monday, (laughs) May, February, (laughs) Monday, February 23rd, 2004. Muffin Films and Salad Fingers, Homestar Runner and Mondo Media, Adam Films and Metalocalypse, Happy Tree Friends and What the Hell is Flash Animation Anyway. Warning, not affiliated with Adobe. Alright, and as you all know, we like to quickly review the headlines from the month in which whatever clip we're looking at was published. Try to get us back into that same headspace. So let's go through that briefly. On February 4th, 2004, Mark Zuckerberg launched Facebook from his Harvard dormitory room. Yeah, and the United States on February 26th lifts a ban on uh, on travel to Libya, ending travel restrictions to the nation that lasted 23 years. Uh, and now we can go wherever we want and from wherever we want. It's beautiful, isn't it, Paul? Well, we are Americans. Everyone else is just screwed. On February 29th, though, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King won Best Picture at the 76th Academy Awards. John, when was the last time you saw that film? Uh, Probably in theaters. <laughs> Really? I, I did a rewatch of the whole series a couple of months ago. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, does it hold up? Is it a best picture? Uh, it was a good picture. It was a know. good picture? Yeah. I remember very little from the last one. I definitely mm-hmm. remember the first one. I think it's the only one I've seen outside of the theater. Probably objectively the most interesting one, at yeah, least. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's the most iconic one because it's the first time I feel like we ever saw anything like that, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So it's very much like... Uh, all those armies and stuff like that. It's, right. it's a really cool, really large cool scale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and not to say that the third one isn't cool. It's just it wears a little bit when it's just mm. every movie now is using that sort of technology. And no, I think that's fair. Yeah. Definitely true. All right. Well, John, let's talk about the clip a little bit. As you said, it's another strong bad email. Should we go through sort of step by step what we see? Yeah. Uh, so uh, he starts off uh, with an email song. Uh, check your email check your email and then it's looped in a way that i cannot impersonate <laughs> neither of us can repeat it so you'll have to uh, see it for yourself yeah it's looped uh with another rhythm and according to hr wiki uh it is the rhythm of anna ang uh ana space ng uh the they might be giant song which makes sense because they might be giants is collaborating with them this episode well, John, as the They Might Be Giants expert in the room, can you confirm <laughs> that the rhythm does match up? Uh, have you done a side-by-side listen? I have done a side-by-side listen, and I am not enough of any type of mm. rhythmic person to be able to... I don't know if any listener can can mm. hear how little rhythm I possess, but it is, it's about as much as Fozzie Bear, so, like, <laughs> uh, so very little. Uh, and so, uh, I have no idea. Okay. Well, we'll take <laughs> it, it on faith. It doesn't sound like it's not the rhythm. <laughs> okay. That works for me. Well, let's jump in to the content of the email. Let's see. Uh, maybe I'll try my strong, bad impression here. Let's do it. Let's hear. Dear strong, bad. I just wondering if you had a chance to make your town different, what would you do? Sincerely, Steven Waltzwagen. <laughs> yep. That's good. Uh, and so Strongbad does say Volkswagen, Volkswagen, Vol- Volkswagen, uh, instead of uh, West Virginia, which is the abbreviation he uses, uh, and he mispronounces sincerely. How is how is he? Oh, 
Sincerely. Sincerely. Yeah, which I completely missed in my reading. <sighs> so disappointing, Paul. And here I'm Not pretending authentic. to be to be a consummate professional. Revo- I revoke your flash animation expertise credentials. Well, we'll have a new guest for the next episode. Yeah, okay. There you go. Uh, so Strong Bad starts uh, answering a completely different email. Uh, this one seems focused on pouring hot soups into uh, soups. 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 Just the one. Just the one soup. Yeah. Uh, into Homestar's eyes. Uh, <laughs> well, which which makes me think, John, if you had to pour hot soup into somebody's eyes, what kind would you go with? Oh, I feel like tomato soup. Okay. I, it was the soup that I was already envisioning. Mm. I feel like like a like a creamy soup might not be as abrasive. It might not be, but a tomato soup could be pretty smooth, and that might not be abrasive oh, at all. That's true. I, well, was I was thinking like thinking a acidic. Okay, which could be could be yeah. very painful. I was thinking more like a chunky corn chowder. Ooh. Just because that's gross no matter what you're yeah, doing no, with it. Yeah, no, that is or a clam chowder. That's even worse. Yeah, that's that's kind of fishy stank on that. Get the old clam eyes. Mm, clam eyes. All right. All right, but he does we should probably put a warning at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> warning clam eyes. Well, yeah. Um so Strong Bad though does circle back to answering the actual question at hand. John, how does he go about that? Uh he says uh Wait, what'd your email say again? He goes back and checks, uh, and he breaks into song. Which which is a lot of fun. He sort of goes, well... Yes, he he, he starts it off rather apparat- operatically. Um, and so we're going to go through the song by what he would change step by step. And John, I'm going to need a lot of help from you to interpret this, because okay. I, I feel like I'm not coming in with enough background information in that I haven't even met all of these characters before, and you're going to have to tell me and the listener at home, are these real references or is this random nonsense? Okay, so most of them are random nonsense, but they're in reference to something about the characters. Okay. So in uh, the case of the poop smith, mm-hmm. uh, it, it it's sort of that he doesn't talk. So okay. so the idea is is that the first one is poop smith would be able to talk, mm-hmm. and the poop smith doesn't talk, but the poop smith has a very important job of mm-hmm. managing the poop in all of the from kingdom. the town. Yes. Okay. Um. Marzipan would rock, and we've met Marzipan. We have. It's she true. seemed kind of square, right? You know, that's true. And what I think is interesting about these first two is they're sort of positive things yeah. that Strong Bad's wishing for the world. So he's starting off very driven. He understands what he wants to accomplish mm-hmm. in revamping his town, uh, but it goes downhill pretty quickly. Yeah, I think I think it mostly has to do with uh, the characters' relationships with Strong Bad, and I think mm. Strong Bad identifies the Poop Smith as having a general good. Okay. To, to the kingdom or town, mm-hmm. right? Whereas Marzipan, I think his only problem with Marzipan is that mm-hmm. she's with Homestar. Okay. And so maybe he just wants to make her more badass and less of a square. Because mm, then she wouldn't be interested in such a square. Yeah. I see. Uh, but, but not as a romantic figure because, or, mm. or, 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 you know, a paramour. Uh, no, he's saving that for later. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that does come up. Well, keeping it moving, the stick would be a big old tree. <laughs> That would try to eat everyone except the cheat and strong bad and maybe strong mad. Yes. Okay. Uh, basically, uh, the stick is a uh, landmark okay. in the town. Yeah. Uh, it's a stick in mm-hmm. the ground. And so they'll hang out at the stick. Okay. And pop up in some cold ones. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. And so instead of it just huh. being a stick, it'd be a, a huge, like, whomping willow type thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, which... Apparently would eat everyone. Um, does the cheat have a strong relationship with Strong Bad though? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like they're they're like uh, 
two sides of the same coin. Okay, they're, they're I very, see, I they're see. very closely. They're they're uh, they're they're part of the same dastardly crew. Okay, yeah. Well, moving on to the next lyric, the king of town would be underground in a box filled up with peas, and the king of town hates peas. Yeah. Um, I can't. I have no like this do, does do seem we, rather random. Okay, do mean, we know that the king of town hates peas? Is that canon? N- uh, I, it is, but not. But this is the first mention of it. It does mention okay. in a later tune mm. that the king of town also hates peas. Okay. Uh, it might even be that he's buried in the ground in a box of peas later. I'm not really sure. Okay. Uh, but I believe this is the first mention of his aversion to peas. All right. Well, do we know that the king of town has a combative relationship with strong bad? Is that no? Set or it's what? more. I I think that the king of town is a bit of a punching bag like, okay like uh so i think strong bad's relationships with most people are they're cool they're squares mm. or they're punching bags okay and i think i think like the poop smith is cool marzipan is sort of a square right and then uh the king of town is easily a punching bag so okay. i think okay. uh i think that that's sort of the direction that goes so uh we get we come to bubs who would give away f- uh, flamethrowers that shot chocolate hundred dollar bills, which I had to listen to more than a few times before I realized mm-hmm. that uh, Homestar Wiki has a transcript of the episode. Oh, good, because I yeah. couldn't figure out what they were supposed to be or what Bubs was saying. But Bubs mm-hmm. actually says that they're imitation chocolate. This is confusing to me for a number of reasons. I mean, the first is if the weapon that he's selling is something that shoots something else. Yes. Why a flamethrower? Because they don't they don't shoot projectiles, no, right? No, no. And uh, it is the illustration is of something that looks of of a flamethrower, right? right? Uh but then it's just out of the nozzle where the gas would come mm-hmm. also comes just straight out like as though they were ejected from like a right. like a mach- like a, like a like a slot machine or something mm-hmm. you know like those hundred dollars that come out of slot machines those those famous ones uh, yeah but if you were to imagine like a rolling system that shot paper mm-hmm. uh, like one of those money guns yeah money guns yeah totally uh <laughs> when you're making it rain but you want to be very efficient about it oh yes yes you want to and you want to protect your second amendment rights <laughs> well i have the right to arm bears john and yeah. i yep uh, well, <laughs> so why why is it imitation chocolate i have no idea uh and i do have in the script here to t- a hook for talking about carob <laughs> and i don't know much about carob to you tell don't? you the truth so so like uh, i associate carob with uh my crunchy granola upbringing okay uh, because i used to not only like work but also uh we we got a lot of our groceries from uh the local food co-op mm-hmm. and i uh grew up allergic to milk and so okay i i don't know why dark chocolate wasn't an option but mm-hmm. like my mom would buy like carob flavored stuff and and like milk and chocolate go together but right. they're not Chocolate is not milk. I was not allergic to chocolate. I could have chocolate flavored things that just didn't have milk in them. But instead, but a you lot had of the alternatives things. were carob things. Well, how does carob compare as a flavor to chocolate? I can't say I've ever eaten it, or at it, least I don't know it. It tastes like okay, so it tastes better than wet cardboard. Okay, good. But worse than dry cardboard. Okay, so it's like a a. Uh, it's just sort mm. of a dusty, bitter taste. Okay. Uh. And it's nasty, and anyone who likes it is nasty. Uh, <laughs> so I'm taking a strong stance here. Okay, so are are we to interpret then that Strong Bad likes Carob, 
or I, just that Bubs is not cool enough to actually like chocolate. So I, I do know that there are more types of imitation chocolate, mm-hmm. uh, but Carob is the one that haunted my childhood. Uh, briefly, granted. Mm, Eventually, sure. my mom did realize that I hated it because I told her. <laughs> <laughs> In only the way, the, the most sensitive way children can. Right. Uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, so that ended shortly, but... It, it was vivid in my mind, especially mm. after learning I was no longer able to drink anything milk or ice cream related. Right. Then having this nasty stuff forced on nasty me. Nasty Yeah, exactly. Forced on me, of course, through treats. <laughs> right. Well, it's not an option. It's disgusting. Mm. Uh, so anyway, uh, I, I don't I don't understand why it's imitation chocolate. Maybe it lights on fire better. This could be. I mean, I, I like when I think of like imitation stuff like Velveeta or something, mm-hmm. like I, I do think about it's its potential for combustibility yeah does velveeta combust i know it melts i wouldn't think so although if you have that cheese powder you can probably get a an explosion going pretty well like like uh like sugar is also combustible yeah cool all right (laughs) so after this episode we're gonna go blow up some carob yep moving on um so strong sad is the next character to come Uh up who is as we all know strong bad's stupid baby brother who he wishes was born with a tail and then he says that, oh, I'm evil. Yeah, so right. it's, it's horns and a tail. So he looks sort of demonic. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, Paul, don't just glaze over the horns. They were prominent. They were. They were rather large. And they are red horns and a black tail, something like that. Mm, didn't match. Yeah. Um, and Coach Z comes up and he... <laughs> Strong Bad's wishes for Coach G- Z to just wear this cool jacket. And the jacket has embroidered on the back of it, totally style, exclamation mark. With a picture of a thumbs up below. So does Coach Z's fashion or lack thereof come up at any previous point that you're uh, aware of? Not not that I know of off the top of my head. Like I think Coach G Coach Z is just like already cool. So okay. Strong Bad just wants to give him this cool jacket. Okay. I, I'm yeah. not really sure if it's I'm not really sure if it's that Coach Z Strong Bad has this jacket, and he wants Coach Z to wear it, and that's a wish. Okay, or that plausible. he just wants to use a wish to give Coach Z a cool jacket. Mm, okay, uh, okay. So I'm not really sure which, which end of the spectrum there. But either way, still a positive outcome. Uh, and then his his next wish is for pom-pom that would remain the same, but look like an ABA basketball. Which uh, is a weird reference, because as we all know, yes. the American Basketball League was a men's professional basketball league from about 1967 to 76, when it merged with the National Basketball Association in 1976 and introduced a three-point shot to the NBA. I'm just guessing that's what it is. Yeah, uh, and and of course the brothers, who were probably born shortly before 1976, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. probably have no recollection of this whatsoever. No. So wh- why is this reference, uh, I mean, it is a rather striking design for a basketball. It's True. a red, white, and blue sort of striped, like... Uh, like like almost like a beach ball type striping situation sure. uh, from end to end. Uh, I don't know. It's striking looking, I guess. Yeah, Maybe they true, had fair. an ABA basketball that had lasted the ages as mm. youths. It's possible, but it's just really not clear who this joke is for. <laughs> for everybody, for children. That's from what the it early is. From the early 2000s, obviously. For the youths, yeah. yeah. But, John, you did skip over his wish for Homestar, which is that Homestar oh, couldn't right. hack it. And then Homestar just quits. Yeah, he takes off the star on his chest, which we've already presupposed is a supernatural power ability that he has to make stars. That's our running theory. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he just takes the star off his uh, chest, which might be a medal or something. I don't know. It's not clear. A but symbol yeah. of his success. Mm-hmm. And he stomps on it and says, I quit. 
Yeah. Which would obviously be great for Strong Bad. He'd be the head sport fellow. Yeah, he'd be head head star. Yeah. I don't know. He'd be the the real star. Or at least home star would not be the head star. That's true. And sometimes that's more important, taking down your rival rather than pumping yourself up. Yeah, definitely. Punch down as much as possible. Yeah. Um. And so uh, then we have a close-up of Strong Bad's lips. In what I I trigger warning for everybody. This is, this is a weird. This is a, this gets weird. Like weirder bit, than yeah. most of the stuff. Yeah. Um. So you get a close up of Strong Bad's lips, which aren't lips. They're just the square of flesh that makes up his mouth. I mm-hmm. think. Um. And uh, he's counting down as the camera pans uh back to a full body shot of Strong Bad wearing some sort of glam rock outfit. Hmm. Kind of looks like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yeah, I I would say Freddie Mercury esque. A very open collared top with some sort of ruffle yeah blood. yeah but he's still wearing his luchador mask of course like, well you have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, i'm just making sure uh and he's not wearing a mustache so it, it doesn't feel like a, an exact freddie mercury reference but maybe it's it just, is just from that era um and so uh homestar appears homsar sorry this is very important homsar appears in the background mm-hmm. uh, and then is lit by a light uh to just show his silhouette true before he turns into a curvaceous womanly silhouette which Caught me a little off guard. Yeah. Um, and then Strong Bad, can you do your Strong, <laughs> strong Bad accent again? Oh, God, can I? Um, <laughs> and this little, nope. Uh, I don't think I can, John. Okay. It's gone. It's your turn so to try it. So he says, and this little weirdo would be a modestly hot girl to help me through the hard times. <laughs> you know, the kind that are sort of hot, only sort of hot. So they don't mess around with other guys, which is a joke. I don't think you could make today. I don't know if you could make it then. I I don't know. I I mean, Strong Bad is a heel, so like it's true. It it I don't know if it's like this weird Chapman observation that mm-hmm. we're getting, or just like Strong Bad's an asshole, and this is the sort of shit that assholes wish for. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so then we also get to talk about home, uh, like Strong Bad's romantic proclivities. They, they never seem good. No, they don't. Uh, he wishes to get emails from females. We know that. Which uh, who doesn't? Yeah, and uh, and then he seems to just like to piss off Marzipan, who mm-hmm. is the only uh, sort of like like woman. Mm-hmm. signaling character in the in the entire world i think that's fair yeah. yeah and um so instead he wishes to transform hamsar into a sort of hot lady which is very confusing because given what i know of hamsar hamsar's character <laughs> there's not a lot there maybe he's just a blankish canvas on which uh, I mean, we can project he basically just says like old-timey things mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's nothing more attractive than an old-timey prospector dressed as a woman. Yes, uh, which is basically... and he, Okay, so uh, Homsar is revealed to basically be transformed into a more curvy Homsar, mm-hmm. uh, wearing a blue one-piece swimsuit instead True. of a blue t-shirt. Yep. It still says Homsar on it, just like Homsar's t-shirt already did. Mm-hmm. He's, he's still wearing the little yellow bowler, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he still doesn't have any arms. Which is probably the most disturbing part to me. Like, there's yeah. just something about like a more anatomically correct character in this world mm-hmm. to still, still not, not have having, arms. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> I'm just worried about like what 
what what does the internet think about sexy Hamsar? Like, well, Jeff, and this is something I wanted to ask you because you did put it in as a note here. Do we know that there is fanfic or slash fic or cartoon documentation of people taking this further? I mean, I'm sure that there is fanfic out there of these characters. I don't right. know if it's of a uh, strong bad Hamsar slash fic, okay. like or. Uh, like uh, because Homsar is not a like well featured character, he's right. kind of a random joke making mm-hmm. character. Um, in fact, we haven't even technically met him in a normal tune yet. That's We've true. Only he's just, just been seen referenced. Him in an Easter egg. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. And I don't know if I want to know. Well, John, I guess the the real question for me then is, which characters are you shipping throughout this series? Uh, I think that, I think that the cheat and Marzipan would make an oh. interesting combo. Okay. Uh I think that uh the coach and uh, coach Z mm-hmm. and Strong Bad mm. kind of get one another. Okay. Yeah, could work. Could yeah. work. And I think I think that there's already something between Bubs and the Poopsmith. <laughs> it certainly could be true. I have I mean, no way to I back that tension. up. I feel the tension. I feel the tension. Okay. So then what I want to ask of the listener base John is to either send us your Homestar Runner slash fic or find <laughs> some for us. Do not ask that, Paul. Yeah, no, they're going to do it, and they're going to send it to us, and we will talk about it in a bonus episode if anyone actually does this. Yeah, behind a paywall. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not a paywall. Maybe a, like, are you over 18 wall? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Homestar says, Duh, I'm your forever girl. <laughs> Which is weird, but the crowd just cheer. The crowd so does cheer. So it, it's fine. Everyone's into it. Yeah, and so Strong Bad is playing to the crowd. He says, thank you, thank you, or thank you, thank you. All right. The next one is the 14th song on my 42nd album. It's called... But then he's interrupted by Strong Sad. Yes. Real life Strong Sad. who true. Who is wearing a blue tunic and is wearing horns and a tail. Uh, and they're different than illustrated in his his imagination. It's true. They're, they're a little more subtle. Yeah. But uh, Strong Bad's clearly surprised to see Strong Sad looking more or less how we described him and says, um, well, he, he thinks that means his dreams come true. Yeah. He says, Homestar Runner called it quits. The king of town, pea buried alive. The poop smith speaketh. <laughs> pea buried alive. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out, no, his dreams haven't come true. John, what, what is actually happening? Okay, so Strong Sad is actually going to the Clash of the Titans con, and he's dressed as Calibos. Uh, and Strong Sad asks if Strong Bad still wants uh, a bust of Bubo. Uh, presumably, he's going to buy one for Strong Bad at the con. Yeah. Uh, and as we all know, uh, in the 1981 film Clash of the Titans, Calibos was uh, the king of Argus, uh, whom was set to marry Andromeda mm. uh, due to the fact that she did not want to marry him. Uh, as he was deformed as punished by Zeus. Well, who wasn't? Every other man who wanted uh, to do so was given a riddle to solve by Calibos. Mm. Uh, and those who failed were burned at the stake. <laughs> so naturally, John, as soon as I saw that, yep. I thought, oh, Bubo. Yeah. Obviously a mechanical owl forged by... Hephaestus. Hef- <laughs> Hef- that one, Hephaestus, and sent by Athena to aid Perseus in his quest to save Princess Andromeda, which, as we all know, um, Matt Chapman in the commentary actually describes Bubo as the R2-D2 of the Clash of the Titans. Which I thought was really clever. Yeah. Um, it's really the only part of the commentary that seemed relevant to to what we're talking about. Uh, but uh, 
Hey, Paul, what's your experience with Clash of the Titans? Actually, about zero. Really? Yeah. Have you ever seen it? I don't think I have. It's, oh, man. it's, it's another one of those things where I hear it and I've heard about it. So I think I must have seen that. And then I did a quick Google and realized, no, I have no idea what this is. Okay. So uh, Clash of the Titans uh, was a... Uh, was it was a it was a 1981 film uh, i believe shortly after uh star wars and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and it was uh roy harryhausen mm-hmm. uh, animating it now i'm going this is off the top of my head so if i, s- I said his name wrong that's you know on me but uh, i don't have it in my notes here uh i never expected paul not to have seen this movie <laughs> it is it is my fault that's known yes yeah. i know i'm and now that's what our day is going to be is just watching clash of the titans no i'm just kidding that i've had be, worse days it's a very long movie yeah um uh and so it's it's very much sort of like uh greek myth epic but i don't know there's just, I, I really liked it a lot we watched it in school a lot they fast forward through all the nudity bits mm-hmm. um but we would watch it through like the closed circuit television at the school. Like oh, everyone weird. in the school watched it at like yeah. the end of the year or something in seventh grade, I want to say. So this would be like hmm. 2002. Okay. No, 2001. 2001, I think. Okay. Anyway, uh, and so we, we would all watch it on the closed circuit television. And then I watched it a few more times in high school and I have no idea why. But uh, I so do strange. like it. And Bubo is a cool R2D2 character, basically. It's, okay. It's okay. Um, right. Well, yeah, so if you guys want to join us on uh, the the Clash chat, we're going to be hold, holding, holding that afterwards. It's true, uh, we're going to be on Facebook Live with a Discord set up, and yep. we're going to be Twitch streaming the video. Yeah, so. of uh, Clash chat with us, not Clash of Clans, Clash of the Titans. That's our other that's Discord. A, it's confusing. A, we have a lot of them set up. Yeah, um, just, lots of clashes. Yep. It's popular. Yep. All right, so Strongbed does have to explain why he's standing on the stool too strong, sad, and he says he's just checking the recessed lighting in the ceiling, as we all do from time to time. Yeah. Jump up on a stool, look at well, the lighting. I mean, it's, it's recessed, so you got to get up in there. Yeah, you can't see it. That's yeah, what exactly. makes it recessed. Everyone knows. Um, and uh, Strongbed uh, finishes responding to the email. Uh, as he's typing, he says, yeah, things would be different, all right. Though I'm a little disappointed in what came up for uh, what I came up with for Homsar. Uh, modestly hot my eye. I think my imagination's broke. Let me try and think up the best thing ever. Um, beef stew. Yep, it's busted. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go place. And he gets up and walks away. And uh, the only like clickable Easter egg I could find this episode was if you click on the word place, mm-hmm. it pulls up a illustrated postcard that says place. Well, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's adorable. Well, what, what I liked about the ending of this episode is that it starts with soup, and it ends with soup. That's true. So I think he was imagining throughout all of this pouring beef stew into... Homestar's eyes. Homestar's eyes, Now, yeah. my question for you, Paul, is stew soup? Or is that what, something we're... we're John, saying? we don't have time okay. <laughs> in this episode to get into the soup stew debate. Okay. There's just no time. Uh, but the I would like to mention first, before we, before we go, uh, the song Different Town, uh, the song that he sings uh it was performed by they might be giants especially for homestarrunner.com mm. and uh the lyrics were written by the brothers chaps and apparently uh they basically just wrote the lyrics sent it off to they might be giants mm-hmm. and then they sent him back a song and that's that's what happened and it starts a, a longer collaboration they they go through uh several different videos and stuff uh even like more or less whole music videos dedicated to mm. homestarrunner.com which strikes me as a strange collaboration in some ways. In other ways, it makes a lot of sense yeah. just to think that 
both of these groups could have been so big and successful and then they collaborated i yeah. don't know it's just well so uh the they might be giants isn't exactly new to animation mm-hmm. and i think that they might have seen that uh homestarrunner.com sort of had uh, similar indie vibes that they also might have had sure. uh in terms of like animation versus music uh and uh i mean they might be giants uh i remember particle man and from tiny tunes mm-hmm. uh as a kid and stuff like that and, oh, true and true. so uh so there's all sorts of like hooks that they have for children's media and uh and i think that they were sort of exploring that in a more independent basis and then they went on to do like children's albums and stuff like that so i wouldn't oh, okay. be surprised if it wasn't like an interest to them mm-hmm. uh i also wouldn't be surprised if this also wasn't a period of time in which they might have been having kids or you know that that sort of stuff it's very possible yeah. the, you know they're they're older gents so mm-hmm. um but yeah mm. i like this episode what do you think i about? thought it was good when i first watched it i thought i didn't know enough about the characters or what was going on to get all of the jokes but now i see that it's a bit more random humor <laughs> there's not quite as much background to it so yeah. uh, i do like it i thought it was a lot of fun i mean like you could i mean there is a hrwiki.org mm. uh that you could dive deep into and get all the references to but, but I, I, I leave that to you john yeah no i feel like uh i feel like uh, a lot of it is just sort of appreciated for its randomality it's sort of uh off, mm. off the cuff fun um, because I feel like they, they must write these so quickly, especially since like they just sent off the lyrics without the song. So then the, they might be oh, right, responding right. with the song. So it feels very fun in that sort of way. Mm. Uh, you can download the song itself from the tune. So if you go to, oh, can you really? uh, yeah, if you go to the, uh, the actual tune, uh, on homestarrunner.com at the end of the tune, there's a area next to the back button that allows you to download the MP3. Mm. And I think there is also a section for the um, tabs. I'm, I'm not really sure. Okay. But wow. I know that you can find them online. Fun. But yeah. Well, John, um, since we're wrapping up our first season on Homestar Runner, we've had some discussion of what to do in the next season. Should we tell the listeners at home yeah, what yeah, they yeah. can expect? So yeah, so uh, we're going to be moving on to uh, Muffin videos muffin films muffin films john uh so yeah muffin films yes high art (laughs) muffin (laughs) films uh and uh we're also going to be collaborating yeah i won't announce any of the collabs yet because we don't have it all finalized but But we should have some some cool guests on it should be a lot of fun uh so yeah so that'll be fun uh so look forward to that uh muffin films i'm looking forward to this because in this in the way that homestar runner was my my shtick when i was a kid mm. uh muffin films was paul's thing it's true and uh and I, so I'm, I'm coming into this uh watching these for like the second time i think mm-hmm. uh since like since we started this so this is gonna be really interesting uh i love i love uh watching more of these silly little things yeah Great. Well, if you want to support the podcast, you can definitely give us a five-star review on iTunes. You can reach out to us on the various social medias at PluginMissingPod. You can email us at PluginMissing at gmail.com or just, you know, find us in real life if you can. Yep. PluginMissingPod at gmail.com. I don't know how any of this works. (laughs) So instead, we'll just say uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks and thanks for listening. All right. Bye-bye. We're glad you could join us for just a little bit discussing Flash Animation and what the hell it is until next week. We hope you're well. Please give us five stars on iTunes.